Hello, hello, and welcome to the Next Level Loan Officers Podcast, the number one podcast for loan officers by loan officers with real originators in the trenches, just like you every single day. If they can go there, how come I can't go there? Well, you can't. Like if you don't water your plants, you don't have future crops. You can't feed your family. You can't make a living. This is watering your crops. You have to find your community and you have to dig in. If it wasn't for you guys, I can tell you, probably my trajectory would have been a completely different one. We'll see you on the next Next Level Loan Officers podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Next Level podcast. I'm here today. We got the whole crew. We got the whole crew on on President's Day. I I never get applause at home, so thank you. Whoever did that. Was that you, Sean? It was. That was nice. That was good. I think it was the crowd, actually. What? (laughs) Well, I'm excited about this topic today. So I was – one of the things that I've done in the past and and I'm better about doing again now is on my way to and from work and when I'm at the gym, I like to listen to podcasts. Uh, like to me, like that was something my coach really instilled in me is compressing time, doing two things at once. Right. And um, one of the things I've been going through and this question came to me on this podcast and I thought it was such a great question. If you had to, and, and this gets into the mindset, the blocking and tackling, we can go so many directions with this, but it was really pr- thought provoking for me. If you had to increase the price of your product, and let's just say you had to double the price of your product. What would you have to change? What would you have to become? What would your company have to become? What would your company have to change to be able to not lose any customers? Mm. And, and that's like, and, 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 and from my perspective, you know, so 12, 13 months ago, I went from working for a mortgage company to like starting my own fledgling mortgage company. And one of the things, one of the reasons we did that was so we could drive down cost. So this was especially challenging for me to think about because I would have to, taking my own medicine, double the cost of my offering. And so it really required me to think outside the box. Like how would I, and, and, and what's so fun about this, where my mind went was, where it should have gone anyways and where it's gone on occasion when my ADHD didn't overwhelm me was my product I'm selling isn't just the mortgage. It is that life cycle client experience, right? So if I'm making $5,000 alone and I had to double that to $10,000 alone, what does my company have to offer that same client? So they now go, Oh my gosh, like what a steal that I'm paying Shane double what I used to pay him. And so it got me thinking about this client, not as a transaction, I'm not selling a rate and a product and a fee. I'm not selling a real estate deal. I'm not selling a home. I'm selling an experience. And so a couple of things that came to mind for me was, well, first and foremost, if I'm going to double my cost, my client needs to be able to recoup that somewhere in that experience and I thought of a couple of different ways they could do that. One, if I taught classes every month in person and online, and if I'm charging double, I'm happy to meet in person. And, and I, t- I teach every one of my clients how to pay off their loan five years early without like materially changing their life. If my client pays off their 30-year term mortgage in 25 years, do I more than recoup the additional cost and savings? And the answer is, in my market, 
tenfold, 20-fold. Another thought was, what services could I offer outside of a loan through partnerships that would then save my client the money that I'm now charging them? And so one of the things I thought of is offering a CPA on their first, their first for their first year after closing, right? And so these are some of the things. Then I thought about the next level money app and bringing in this app that people had that they could engage with every day to, to like a high level budgeting tool to understand their FICO. Because if your FICO score goes from an 800 to a 700, you try to get a car loan, you're paying significantly more in interest. I thought about those things. So at least for me, it was more of the blocking and tackling, but the mindset was completely shifted. It wasn't, you're going through my car wash and I'm now charging you $10 instead of five. It's I am now a car detailing lifestyle company, right? Very different than a car wash company. And so I just, I thought that was a really interesting, and I just want to pose the question to you guys. If you had to double the price of your product, what would you have to change? Who would you have to become? What would your company need to become? So the, the, I thought of three words when you said it, I thought process experience and value. And, and so I, I think you really crushed the value side of what somebody would need to bring to the table. Uh, but, but I was thinking really, I mean, it, it's going to start with the, the process and you have to have your process dialed in so well that you do not vary from that creates an experience that when somebody speaks to you versus speaking with somebody else, they're not thinking about rate. They understand that you are the absolute best person, that you are the right choice uh, to represent them, and that they would be stupid to choose anyone else. Therefore, if you cost more, they don't even realize that because you had them at hello. I love that. Well, for me, I, I completely agree. And, and what I try to help our agents understand is they're building out a business, right? Not some hobby, not some um, part-time thing. Agents are welcome to be part-time. That's not the point. But it's it's crafting the idea that I'm trying to help you to be a must-have, not a nice-to-have, right? We want to be able, like Sean was saying, we want to be able to cement into their mind, not through sales conversations and sales tactics and being salesy, but we want to present ourselves in a way that your life is better because I'm in it. Not in an arrogant way, not in a flashy way, but like, what are the things that we're doing from an an interaction standpoint? Now, my cost would be um, if it were to double, that would be as it sits right now, the cost to the agent that is choosing this as their brokerage, choosing post Oak as their brokerage. And so I think again, it's, it's helping them understand how to be a must have and not a nice to have, but then also being able to double down. Um, and, and I feel like we're super available with access, but a lot of times it's just increased or enhanced access. Uh, a lot of times, you know, if, if, if an agent is even willing to ask questions, it's usually asking those questions that obviously allows them to learn quicker, execute faster, um, and and do their job in a more robust way, which sounds so silly and basic, but that is to a T what it is. It's good. Every, everything y'all said, I think is, is, is really good. 
where where I went, you know, we we mentioned, you know, we were planning out our content calendar and before the podcast, and we mentioned a guy named Michael Mayer who wrote a book called Seven Levels of Communication, most referred realtor on the planet. And one of the concepts that he talks about in his book is leveraging your sphere for their benefit. And that when I connect Shane to Sean, every time y'all talk, you guys remember and think about me. And, and so my, my, I don't know why this is where I went, but when you, when you pose that question, Shane, my first thought went to, okay, I need to number one up my sphere. Cause I need to be around more elite echelon people that have the money. If I'm trying to get twice as much money from people, but then I also need to be paying really close attention to what are the needs of the people I'm serving? Who do they not know yet? So that I, Shane, because Shane, you got very deliberate with how can I help them make that money back? Where my mind went to, who can I introduce them to that will make them 10x the money that I could have ever helped them get? And they wouldn't know that person if it wasn't for me. And so that relationship aspect, I think, is where I would really up the ante and just go from, yay, I got you as a client to, okay, now who do I need to connect you to, to really make this sticky and, and matter? I love what everybody's talked about because we've talked about process. We've talked about product and we've talked about people, right? And so like your pot product needs to be a better product to charge double for it, right? Whether wow. that's like adding things to your product, making the product offering greater, the process, like it needs to be a better process. Like the reason I keep my iPhone versus a Samsung phone that is a better like piece of hardware is because the process is so much better on this phone. And then it's the people. And like, it's interesting, Kyle, because you said you'd have to increase your network to be able to like find people who could almost like afford a higher cost product. But what if you increased your network to offer the same people a higher level of experience, of expertise, sure. of referral. So like if if you're selling your product to a first-time home buyer and now that person you're referring to is the top tier CPA, the top tier financial planner who is humble enough to love on that first-time home buyer, now that first-time home buyer is getting an an in to people that they otherwise don't have access to, right? Right. Yeah. So, so it's just a different way of looking at those people. But I think both are true. Like if you have a higher, like it's that net worth is your network is your net worth. But if you're leveraging that network for people that, so you're not even changing your audience, because if you couldn't change your audience and you had to double the cost of your product, your philosophy and strategy still crushes it. Yeah. Yeah. What? 100%. I I wonder if it also has to do, obviously I'm going to go here because this is my role in what we do, but like, does our brand need to be bigger and better, more intense and maybe bigger and better is not the right word, but like for us to attract at twice the dollar amount, I feel like our persona online needs to roar a little bit louder, needs to be a little bit more sexy Right? Like people need to go, dang, I want to do life with that guy. I want to be in the same room with that guy. Like he's just doing that at a higher level. 
And so I think showing up online far more than, than most of us do is, is also going to be a required piece in that. Well, I think showing up online, I mean, like Shane, I'm 18 months ago, I started my own company and, uh, and I invested very heavily in a website and in a brand, the same company built my brand, built my website, helped me with colors. Uh, as we went through the interview process and they pulled out what we were all about to develop our strategy and who we were. Like, if you look at my company, it doesn't look like um, a company that started 18 months ago. It looks like a company that's been around for decades because that's what I needed for the client that I was going after and, and the strategy that I wanted to do it. And, and you know, it was it was very interesting as we were going through that process because we we have a bunch of bitmojis and it's like really a um, friendly, not stuffy professional website. And they were, they actually had a little bit of an issue with it. And I was like, yeah, but that's me. And then after we got a little bit further into it and they started like, oh wait, this actually works perfectly. And I get comments all the time from very high paid professionals and executives are like, dude, we really like that little bitmoji and your signature and your website. And, you know, it just kind of seems more real. And then we see you and like you convey exactly what your message said that we read about. I, I, I love that because, but what you did, Sean, and I'm, I'm, I just pulled up your website is you didn't just use a bitmoji. It's actually like a custom curated caricature and it does pop, right? And Kyle, that's really what you're talking about. You know, it's it's got to be, you said marketing that roars. Same thing for me as marketing that pops. Like yeah. your brand, like it has to be vibrant. And I'd even go a step further. I, I want to go a step further and then back up a step. It's it, It's got to be something that people don't know how big or small your company is. So like when they look at, you know, my brand at my co-working space, they walk in and every, like we had, we have these monitors all over because I like to have graphics. I like to be it, like, it, it goes back to my sports days. I like motivational quotes and things like that. Everscreen had different colors, different backgrounds. It looked like I made all the graphics on Canva, which is exactly what it was. Right. <laughs> and it was fine. And the average person would be like, oh, cool. Nice quote. I'm like, I, I came in last week and I said, we got to change it all. Because it what it didn't pop and it wasn't on brand. And so my admin came back in and took the same quotes. They all had the consistent theme, color scheme, everything was on brand. And now when you walk in, it looks like you're walking into a Nike town store, right? Because everything's on brand. Now our company is run by one and a half people, my full-time admin and then me. You wouldn't know that walking in because we put some specific intentionality in the design, the look, the feel which is a part of our process, right? Ultimately. It, well, so I, what I just heard you say, Shane was, and is, is the secret to the original question is that like all the things we've now said are things we could be doing better right this second. And yes, right. Like, so that's kind of the like, ta-da, like gotcha. Uh, but my, my thought hearing you talk was, how often do we truly put ourselves through the lens of what our clients see, right? Like you just picked all these quotes and you love all these quotes and you threw them all out there. And in your mind, you're like, these are awesome. But until you like go to the front door and open it as if you've never been here before 
and then begin to look around for the first time, that's when you go, oh man, it all the messaging feels broken because you've already connected all the dots in your brain. They don't have the context to have already done that. And so I think that's a huge piece to this puzzle is like, do we truly understand our client experience? Kyle, I, I love what you just said because I think about some tech products that I look at at times and I know how well that tech product could work. And I also know that the dude who developed that asked all of his tech nerd buddies how amazing it was. And they were all like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever because their brains work that way. But then it comes to me and I'm like, wow, it sounds really cool, but I can't type code to complete this thing. And if I could, it would be amazing, but I'm out. And then they're like, we could have cured cancer. And why aren't these morons buying this thing? Yeah, we're we're the problem, not them, right? (laughs) I mean- and, and I, I was going to say something, I lost my train of thought, and then I got it back. But like, so what you said is so true. Imagine if we looked at our product as though it was the person we were selling to, not ourselves, which is actually pretty hard to do, right? Yeah. Then I went a step further and I thought, imagine if we were looking at ourselves through the eyes of our audience. Like you show up to work some days kind of half ass in your dress code. Some days you show up and you were out the night before drinking and it's obvious that you got bags under your eyes or whatever the case may be. You know, you you're in a season of life where you have chaos at home with kids and that starts to really come through at the office and then it's the I'm a this or I'm a that and just be proud to be a a mom of four kids, but like is that what your audience wants to see? Like does that give them confidence in you? Yeah. Like if I'm 20 pounds overweight, is that, am I showing up as a part of my product as well as if I, if I'm in shape. Right. And so that's a whole nother aspect. It's going down this whole like personal discipline, personal health and wellness, but like we are all, and that's something I think that most people still don't understand. It's 2024. You are your brand. Unless you work for yeah. Google and no one knows who you are and you just go in and code and then you leave you are your brand. And so how you show up is a direct reflection on what people expect they'll get from your brand. So if you're the frat boy hanging out at four o'clock, like we used to go to this uh, local watering hole after work and another mortgage company would already be there like two drinks in at like five o'clock on a Friday. Like they took off at one o'clock. And I was thinking about like, Great guy, super knowledgeable, but if I didn't know them, but I knew they were in mortgage, I wouldn't want to work with them because they're taken off at one o'clock on a Friday to get drunk. Yeah. And they can have the best product in the world, the best website, but if they aren't a part of that experience themselves, I'm not buying their product and I'm certainly not paying double for it. Well, and here, here's what I think is cool about what you said, because I, I want to, I want to speak to the other fat people on the call that, <laughs> that, you know, it, it, it always hurts when people, when, when, when people say that and it doesn't make it less true, but it doesn't make it less painful. And what I've found is like in my own health and wellness journey, new people come out of the woodworks when I'm broadcasting my journey, not when I get to my final destination. Right. So like, like a guy like Sean, that's like uber healthy, right? Like eats with rabbits and like does all the things that, you know, 
wild animals do. He's not going to wait for me to like get 80 more pounds off. The moment I post about like, look at my snack today. It's nuts and berries and not my leftover quarter pounder. He's going to comment on that post because now I'm moving in his direction, even though I haven't made it to his destination. And so I think that's encouraging to people that in, in whatever we spoke about today, if they're like, oh, my lobby looks crappy. Oh, like my processes aren't where like people appreciate us being in momentum towards those things as opposed to just knowing there's an issue and we're just like, yeah, you know, when we get to it, we're going to make it. So I think that's just an important thing to remember as we all look for our weakness in this and then, and then go get better. You know, Kyle, I love you talking about the journey because I, I, he just I said, I love you, Kyle, just so we're clear. He just I said, do, I, I, do that. I, lo- I love you. And I love you talking about the journey, but because like, you know, for me, like sometimes when like I invite people to my workout group and everything, because of how seriously I do take fitness, they're intimidated, but we have people who are 60 years old and not in great shape that, that work out with us. And like when they all of a sudden understand who me and that I lost my mom when I was in college because of her poor health decisions, my entire life they understand that like my motivation to do my things has nothing to do with them. It's about how I show up for my boys later. And, and that's my why. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh man, now I was intimidated by this guy and now I'm inspired and you know, let's go throw around to cinder block and run around this park together. I love it. Well, it's, it's story, storytelling and journey sharing guys. I built a tree house for those that did or didn't see this. Um, I built a treehouse uh, Christmas break to like the first week or two into January. And I had someone ask me about it last week. You know, we're, we're six weeks removed from that project being completed. Um, and, and this person knows that I'm a professional. They know that I'm a, a real estate broker and company owner and entrepreneur. Like they know all these things because of the things that I talk about, the authenticity, the way that I carry myself. But what, what I was gathering as, as you guys were talking is Shane's hundred percent, right? Like you are your brand, you are your business. However you carry yourself is 100% how you're going to be portrayed or, or understood perception is reality for everyone. And so I think it's really important though, to remember to not pull yourself out of your business, right? Because I know for myself, when I first started, like this humongous, thick, luscious beard that I have at 24 was not an option. So I'm like slick face, clean shaven. I, and I, I think that I have to compensate for, for, for that, for my age at 24, 10 years ago, um, new into the business. I thought that I had to compensate through what I wore and how I dressed and how I showed up. And those things are important, but I was not being completely authentic to who I was. So as a reminder, I mean, being that to your core, just like Sean said, like that, that's going to get more business than anything else ever could. Well, I love, I love this conversation. We could go on for hours, just breaking down different, different aspects and everybody's ideas are correct. And that's, what's so cool about it is it's, it's a holistic thought and approach to developing an ideal brand. 
right? And or product or in both. And I think what I I'm, I'm left with are a couple of things to just wrap with. Number one, Kyle, you know, he gave away the secret. Imagine if today you improved all of those areas with the understanding that you were going to double the price of your product and then didn't double the price of your product. You would actually double your revenue through more clients, through better clients, through more referrals. And that would actually probably double your ROI because you could do one loan and get four referrals instead of no referrals. Imagine the anxiety that would go away knowing that the robots weren't going to take your business. And one thing that I think is so important is, yes, you have to be thoughtfully looking at yourself with, with, with honesty. Because again, it's not like I'm not where I want to be. I'm still overweight, but I'm on the journey. And what I know to be empirically true is momentum is felt most along the journey, not at the finish. Yeah. Right. And so that's what's so fun about this stuff is that like, as you're perfecting yourself, your brand, your product every day, you become a black hole and black holes grow and they like, they absorb everything. Right. And you become a bigger and bigger black hole. Now you're showing up at a restaurant and you're wearing branded sneakers and you're five pounds lighter. And somebody just saw your, your graphics on social media and they go, dude, you might, you look great. And you, you might not be where you want to be, but that momentum is drawing people into you and it helps. And it, and that becomes something that over time, it's the flywheel concept on steroids. Now yeah. you're not even trying and it's just working and people want to be around you and it becomes infectious. And now you're the dealer that's selling the product that everyone's hooked on and they thank you for it. And then you may be able to raise your price. If you even need to guys, this was great, man. What a conversation. Um, If you're listening to this, there's a couple things you can do to bless us in the hopes that we can bless more people. One, leave us a review, Um, whatever platform you're listening to this on. We have been working on this. Just like we talked about, we live what we speak on and coach on. This podcast has been going on for years and it's changed and shifted and morphed over time. If you like this, if this brought value to you today, if this is something you'd want to share with somebody else, leave us a review. If you feel like this conversation needs to continue, if this is the beginning, not the end of the conversation, if you believe in momentum comes most through the movement, not at the finish, join us on the other side in the next level. Uh, Your investment is probably repaid 20-fold. And you can find out more. Just go to becomenl.com. And join us on the other side. We will see you guys next week for another live edition of the podcast. If you're a member inside the Next Level community, we go live. We answer questions on this every week on Mondays. Thanks, you guys.